0: Well, hello there. I'm Julie Van Warmer, and you're listening to another episode of Unshaken, a podcast of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. Hey, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast directory, like Apple Podcast or Google Podcast. Or Podbean. There's all kinds of them, and you can find us on most of them. You can also check us out on our Unshaken Facebook page, and you can email me at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. And I'm excited to hear from you. I hope you send me a note and let me know some of the things you want to hear about on our podcast. Well, I wanted to remind you of our special bonus season that's happening this whole entire season five we have a special entire bonus season and it is all of our mom to mom talks and we are putting them on for you to listen to they're focused on motherhood and these ladies who shared at our ministry at christ the word church called mom to mom are fabulous they're so encouraging so challenging and i am so grateful for each one of them and i think you will find them to be that too it doesn't really matter even your age or how old your kids are you'll be encouraged by these talks Uh, As you know, we've been talking about seasons of life. Last week we chit-chatted with Audrey Bailey about the season of life when you are a young woman. So if you didn't get a chance to catch that, you might want to head back and hear that. That would be kind of the time period when you maybe are attending college, you exit high school, maybe you're entering the workforce for the first time. We talked about dating, which was great, and jobs and friends and just a ton of information. And she had a lot of wisdom. If you didn't get a chance, like I said, head back and listen to that. And don't forget to share about our podcast with your friends because that's really great. Share it on your social media. Um, Maybe send an email to a friend or two or a text and let them know about it so they they know that we're over here and we would love for you to listen now it's time to jump into today's podcast we are going to be talking about the time period after you go through college or you enter the workforce and specifically a time when you get married and you begin to have children it's kind of a crazy time period Uh, last week we talked about how Um, In about six years your life can change so drastically from being a high school junior all of a sudden to being in a full-time job. And so today we're going to talk about another short period of time that usually changes drastically. And I invited a great woman on today, Elizabeth Rethorn. She was on the podcast with me a few episodes ago, actually a few seasons ago, with um, Abby Bellis. And we talked about friendship And I hope you got a chance to listen to that because that was a great episode, and they had some really great fun stories that made me laugh, even then, and still laugh today. Elizabeth, I'm so glad you're here with us today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so Elizabeth, I usually ask people to tell me a little bit about their life. Um, I'm guessing your life is spent with a lot of children all day long right and um, your husband and Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of work that happens in a home um, and we're going to get into all of that today so i'm not going to actually ask you those things i actually just want to start with a really good question (laughs) okay are you ready yep okay what is your funniest or most
1: embarrassing moment as a mother do you even have one Hmm. that's a good question I'm sure I have many, but usually we only have time for one. (laughs) Usually, I think I try to block the embarrassing (laughs) moments from my memory. Um, The first thing that pops in my head is that the most embarrassing moments always seem to happen at the store. Oh yes. Yep. Um, When I'm out shopping with my kids, I really try to look inconspicuous. There's six (laughs) of them, seven and under. Oh wow. So I never really am. No. Um, do you dress
0: them all in the same color? No, I don't families no, do that. no.
1: That would be too conspicuous. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, usually I have to settle for some sort of composure in the store, you know, okay. not to sure. look just totally crazy, but um, one of the most recent shopping trips I was out with all of my kids. We were at the dollar store. My kids wanted to pick out balloons for my husband's birthday. Oh, fun. Yeah. So they were each going to pick one. Well, it had already started rocky. My two-year-old kept melting down over and oh. over. 'Cause he yes. was really excited about the balloon, but he was like smashing it all over the store. Oh yeah. So yes. he couldn't hold it. So he'd already been disciplined a number of times in the store. I was already embarrassed. Oh, this <laughs> sounds like fun. Yes. Yes. We had already made a seed and I was standing in the checkout line with probably a half dozen other people and worker workers around me. And my three-year-old decides to hop on the side of the cart. Uh-oh. Which, you know, kids do. Yes, because it's fun. Yes, but this was a dollar store cart, <laughs> and oh. it was cheap and light. And so when he hopped on, his weight caused the entire cart to flip <gasps> over. Oh, oh which, no. Oh, <laughs> which sent my seven-month-old, who was thankfully in his car seat, buckled in, flying across the store. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Yes, yeah, so another woman picked him up, Handed it to me, saying, "Here's your baby." Oh my god. And he was totally unfazed, but she had a look of horror on her face that I won't forget <laughs> soon. Ah, I could have melted it through the floor right there. Oh,
0: yes. I could totally relate to that. Oh, my goodness. And it's interesting. That's why those car seats are so sturdy. Mm-hmm. Even for that, yeah. they're supposed to be for the yeah. car, but they work in car, you know, grocery <laughs> carts, grocery carts. All yeah. right. I um, I can relate, but I have an older story, okay. so I'm going to share my story. <laughs> so my I homeschooled all my kids, and my son who is my oldest son, I just we decided to set him off to high school. And so it was a engineering based high school, kind of very male oriented. And it was his first time ever being in a public school setting. And so I being the good diligent mom decided on his first day of school that I would go in the building with him. <laughs> so I've got my little mom clothes, like my little Jean Capri pants on and my little button down, you know, shirt. And Jacob had a uniform, because they had to wear uniforms and so we walked in And there was not another mother in sight. (laughs) It was all these guys mingling around. And I remember Jacob kind of under his breath said, Mom, you can go now. You know, it's time for you to leave. I was embarrassed for myself because I realized all these kids looked at me like, What are you doing here? (laughs) But mostly embarrassed for Jacob because I thought, This is his first day in public school and like he needs me, you know?
1: Yes, that's funny. Lesson
0: (laughs) learned. All right, so Elizabeth, um, we have been talking this season about how we are called by God to live in our current reality, no matter what that looks like. Um, It could be that someone might be working full-time, and it could be someone's an empty nester, you know, like their children have all moved out. Or... They could be a wife or a mother. They could have one child, five children, 12 children. You know, they might have a brood of adopted children. I mean, there's all Mm -hmm. kinds of things, but we're called by God to live there. So why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about
1: what you do every day and your kids? Yeah, so I have six kids and one more due in December. My oldest is Rahab. She's seven. Then Esther, who's six. Zipporah's is five. Lazarus will be four in a couple weeks, Mordecai is two, and Cyprus is a month away from his first birthday.
0: And I just want to make this comment that I, after listening to all those names, cannot wait to hear the name <laughs> for this next baby. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> are you still
1: deciding? Huh? We haven't even talked about <laughs> it. Okay. Yet. All right.
0: Okay. Well, we will not put that on as a <laughs> option on the podcast. Name Elizabeth's baby. We will not do that. I so. mean, I'm open to suggestions. Okay. All right. Okay. So if you have six kids and another one on the way, I'm guessing your days are filled with kid stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All day long. So tell me a little bit about how you and your husband fell in love. It is always good to hear a good romance story. I need one today. Um, and then a little bit about your first year of marriage, because that is kind of a tricky year. Mm-hmm. So what do you got? <clears throat>
1: yes. Yeah, so um, I've known my husband since I was a younger teenager. He and his family came to church, but he wasn't super involved. Um, to be honest, I viewed him as a nerd. A nerd. Yes. Nerds are the ones who do stuff in life, <laughs> Well, true. But, <laughs> but at the when time... when you're 15, it doesn't seem cool. <laughs> no. And he was also three years older than me when I was okay. a teenager, so... Cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he still is, but...
0: <laughs> it seems weirder in high school. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, but it wasn't until he came alive as a Christian and got more involved in our college group that we began to hang out. My friend, Abby, oh, who yeah. I was on with last season or a couple, a couple seasons, seasons ago. ago yeah. <laughs> um, And another friend, and Jonathan and I, would hang out and play games till all hours of the night. Um, So while we were good friends, I wasn't ready for him to ask me out. Mm. Uh, I told Abby that he was a great guy and she should marry him. Oh, that's fun. Yep. Anyway, so he asked me out. He was really good at being persistent and thoughtful, and eventually he won me over. So the rest is history. Okay, that's really a good point. This is not a podcast for young men, but... I guess young men do need to be a little persistent, mm-hmm. right? Yep, okay. Everyone doesn't just fall right away. Yep, yep. Our first year of marriage was good and hard. I think like most first years of marriage, my husband and I were both in school, mm-hmm. we were working, I got pregnant right away, miscarried, then got pregnant again. We bought well, a house. Well, there's ho- some emotions right yeah. there. Yeah, We bought a house that was a foreclosure and took on all the projects that came with that. Then we had our first baby two weeks before our first anniversary. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) You're making me tired thinking about all this. It was a crazy year. Um, So we took, I think, four or five trips that first year of marriage, and I'm really glad we did. Mm. Um, It was fun to explore and do some things that were a little more carefree that we can't do as easily now, that we have little ones dependent on us. We were purposeful to stay involved with our church and our friends, and I feel like that sometimes when you're newly married, you can isolate, and that isn't healthy long term. Mm I don't think we realized how important it would be to be purposeful in our spending time together, though. You go from dating when you spend all your time together sure. and it's intentional to getting married and all of a sudden you, you just live together and yeah. you're doing so many different things. Um, but you aren't around each other in the same way. Yeah. So, okay. so I think that's something I would change if I were to go back. I think we would have avoided far more conflict if... Mm. We had had that in mind going. Yeah, in.
0: you had a, to have a purposeful attitude about yeah. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I thought it's interesting that you commented about how easy it is when you're a, an early married couple to isolate yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and I see, I, I've seen women do that. I've seen friends do that. When they get married, they kind of lose all those other, mm-hmm. like their girlfriends that you went to coffee with, mm-hmm. and you know you went out, you know on a walk with. All of a sudden, they're done, and everything's mm-hmm. with their husband. Now, it's important to spend time with your husband, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that's a really good point, because, you know, maybe three, four years into the marriage, you still need those friends. Right. For sure. I love that. Okay, what is one way that you and Jonathan have kept God the center of your marriage? Because it sounds like it's not just about your marriage.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think going into marriage, we didn't view our life as a family as separate from God and the church. We wanted our life to be one which we would live to serve God and His church, so the church family is integral to our life Mm -hmm. and our family. Um, We're involved together and with our kids. Our goal is to raise our children knowing that life isn't about us, but bringing glory to God and serving Him and His kingdom.
0: That's awesome. That's a really good thought. Again, it sounds like you're just making a purposeful choice Mm -hmm. rather than just letting life roll. I'm going to purpose to be involved in church. And I I know you and I know your husband are both actively involved at church in lots of ways. But I know one thing you do is host a small group. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great way to be involved in the church is to be in a small group or be in a group like that if your church offers one. It's a great way to get to know people and it helps you not be isolated in your marriage too Mm -hmm. because you have other people automatically. So that's my commercial break for small (laughs) groups or Bible studies, right? Right. All right, so... um, so, actually, I want to jump into talking a little bit about what does the Bible say about mothering? I know the Bible has a lot, I mean a lot in it, but give me some, even about mothering, a lot about mothering even in there, but what, give me some broad
1: stroke principles about a mother and her value and her job. So it's clear all throughout the Bible that motherhood is a noble calling. It's not something we need to have as a, just like a small aspect of our lives. Um, if you have children, your first responsibility is to them in your home. And the job of a mother is to teach and train her children to fear the Lord. Mm. Deuteronomy 6, 5-7 to 7 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words I have commanded you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. That is a good verse. Yeah. And so this place… It's places itself out in all areas of life, yeah. from how our children interact with others, to how they work, to how they play. I'm so thankful for the promise from God in Proverbs that says, train up your children in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. It reminds me that God will be faithful to our children as we strive to be faithful in our calling mm-hmm. as mothers.
0: Yeah, those are, those are both really good verses and a really great direction about um, how God does value motherhood. Mm-hmm. It is important, and he actually places our children in our homes specifically mm-hmm. for us which I'm not surprised when they are in my home and I go, whoa, you're like acting like me. Wait a minute here, you know? Yes. Uh um, Okay, so let's do some fun things and talk a little bit about the fun part, the joys of motherhood. What are some of the great things about being a mother?
1: Yes, so I love being a mother so much. I often joke that I'm living my dream, but it's...
0: (laughs) But it's really true. Is this what you want? To, when everybody says, I want to be like a farmer, I want to be an astrophysicist. Yes. Did you say, I want to be a mother when yes. you were little? Yes, I said I wanted 12 kids. Oh,
1: yeah. oh, you're, all, you're halfway there? Yes, I am. Um, I didn't think I would have seven kids in seven years, Yeah. yeah. but I wouldn't have it the other way now. Yeah. Um, I find each stage fun in its own unique way. Newborns are such a, a joy i've always been a baby lover so i could sit and hold them all the time Mm -hmm. um i love seeing my children play together i enjoy them when they're all having fun with the same toy since they're in the same sort of age group yep um i also love that my older three girls love to nurture and care for the younger siblings Mm. and that is such a really good job
0: for them Mm -hmm. because they can actually be helpful Mm -hmm. I'm sure like I can remember my older kids playing with my younger kids and I could get something done you know like wow okay but you know that's wonderful I think motherhood's great I too loved being a mom Mm -hmm. I'm still a mom (laughs) but my youngest is 10 so I got two kids pretty much out of the house mm-hmm. and my other ones seem to be going fast, oh. you know, but that's okay. <laughs> but it is good and I'm almost, I have not entered the grandparent years, but I'm looking f- <laughs> fondly forward to the days when I can bring kids into my ho- home that are grandkids, mm-hmm. but I, I try to like grandparent everybody's kids because I think it's fun. So, but there's also challenges that come with motherhood. It is not easy. So what are some of the common challenges?
1: Yes. Yeah, so while I love motherhood, it is hard. Like most anything, that's worthwhile, really. Yeah. You deal with so much sin, your own sin and ugliness, and how you interact or don't interact with your children, and the sin that's ever-present in our children's lives. Yeah,
0: that's what I meant by seeing my kids act in certain
1: ways, and I go, whoa, that's me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would be sin, is what I'm talking about. (laughs) Also, the day-to-day work can just be hard. Uh, When your first children are young, the days can seem so long and kind of boring. Yeah. And then... um, you have work to do yet you're lonely then the days get busier but you fall into a feeling of oh it can just be monotonous Mm um sometimes it's hard because you just don't know what to do to help a child in one area or another and you just need help
0: yeah yeah those are really really good good points about the challenges because they all are and not all of those are sinful Mm -hmm. feeling lonely isn't necessarily a sin Mm -hmm sometimes we can feel like that. And I think a lot of moms who might be listening probably relate to those things. Mm -hmm. It's just what do we do with them, right? Right. So we'll talk more about that today too. And I guess that leads me into my next question because like I said, some of the challenges are related to sin Mm -hmm. and some of them are not. But let's talk for a minute. Now I have to say, I don't know that there's specific sins for different seasons of life because sin is sin and it carries across, you know, from the time you're born until the time you die, right? But what are some things that might relate more to a young mom or a mom who has little kids?
1: Yeah, so it could just be me. I don't think so, but it could be. I think it's pretty common, though, for mothers of young children to struggle with anger and impatience. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Frustrations can easily be taken out on those closest to us and really what are children going to do about it? We're in charge. Yeah. Uh, I often think of the phrase, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. But isn't that really how our sin plays out? Yes. Proverbs fifteen eight sa- is such a challenge to me. It says, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but the slow, but the slow to anger calms a dispute. Hmm.
0: We yeah. Won- that, the Proverbs are full of great little nuggets of wisdom right. that are just
1: plain yes. wow in your face yes yeah so we want to be mothers who are peacemakers not stirring up strife in our anger yes uh anger and is easy as a mom because it riles up quickly Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know it's coming yeah and then you blow a gasket yes yes um also i think there can be an idea of entitlement um, among young moms at times Mm. Uh, thinking that we deserve help and that others be it our husband our parents people of the church should be helping us they should be anticipating our needs and being there for yeah. us i can remember how
0: angry i would be at my husband on our way to church on sunday morning mm-hmm. because i in my brain had the entitlement that idea that he should help me get everybody ready for church and you know clean up the dishes and do all these things And um, like, because we're both getting up every day, you know, Mm -hmm. he was going to work. I was getting up and caring for my kids. So I had this attitude in my head that this day we would do it together. (laughs) Never did I speak it. Never did I ask for help. Never did I tell him I needed Mm -hmm. help. Um, And, you know, and then I just would rile with anger Mm -hmm. inside my brain, I even, you know, clenched my teeth thinking about it until I realized this is my job. Mm -hmm. And I think the Lord convicted me that I just needed to do it. So you know what I did is I just started I had to change my attitude. I had to say, you know what? I'm just going to get up. I'm going to get up a little earlier, get all the stuff done. We had some nice, joyful rides to church then because I wasn't so angry and I was ex- wasn't living under, it was a combination of both those sins there, actually. <laughs> I wasn't living under this idea that my husband needed to just run alongside and help me. And I love what you said about anticipate my needs. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought that. And then whenever I asked him to help me, he was like, sure. And boom, he was willing to help me anytime. So <laughs> it was quite a... Quite a change in my heart, I will say, Mm -hmm. but a good one. Okay, so since we talked about these challenges, I actually think one of the challenges of having children is that you now have to split yourself between your children and your husband sometimes. So uh, how do you keep your relationship with your husband important when you have little kids wrapped around your ankles?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I think time is something that's very important to me in general. So, I'm probably more naturally inclined to strive after one on one time with my husband. Hmm. Um, but so, that would be like people talk about love languages. Yes. That would be your love yes. language. So, with is time. people, yes. People in general in my life, time is what cool. is that's important. Cool. That's good. Yep. But very practically, I um, try to keep my kids on a schedule, not one that's super strict and unbending, but one that I know that if we're home, My kids will go to bed at this time, and my husband and I will have the rest of the evening to do whatever, be it like work, stuff we need to work on, or just spend time together. Um, We love to play games, so my husband has found quite a few games that play well to players. And often after the kids are in bed, we'll play a game. Do you have special snacks because i always had special snacks well we don't both but i always eat ice cream every oh, night so okay <laughs> so i usually some... will be eating ice cream yes yeah. Yeah. um
0: that's when the kids get up because they need a drink or something yes. like you have special snacks
1: yeah. i still remember my kids doing that well <laughs> it's a perk of being an adult yeah. that's exactly right sorry <laughs> um also when the kids are up my and my husband is home we try to be purposeful and spending time together as a family um so like bike rides, family dinners, games with all the kids, yeah stuff like that.
0: Those are good. I love how you you talked about both those things because I think it's important that kids see us interact with our husbands Mm -hmm. in loving, kind ways in natural family life. Not Mm -hmm. just, oh, this is just mom and dad's time and then okay, now it's mom and the kid's time. Mm -hmm. But it's everybody. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good. Okay, so now I'm going to actually ask you a question, Elizabeth. And if you have children listening out there in podcast land, you might want to come back to the podcast later or put your earbuds in. Uh, Because we're going to jump into a portion on a topic specifically for husbands and wives, okay? You can probably guess. I'll give you a minute. So pause the pause the audio, right? You can probably guess what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about intimacy. Uh, one time, I attended this National Moms Convention in a completely different state. I actually flew this flew to this convention. Um, and you know, a little funny part about this was that this was a time period, this was 10 years ago, no more than that. This was 25 years ago. Wow. <laughs> and I left my wallet with my um, and my ticket on top of the mantle at my house and I went off to the airport and met my pastor there. He was going and a whole bunch of other women and people from our church were going to this national convention and they had a separate section for moms. And um, now today, this could never happen, but mm-hmm. the pastor, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I left my, my wallet, I left all, <laughs> all my you know ID, I left my ticket. And um, he, the pastor went up to the front and said, showed his clergy card. And they said, okay, we trust you, we'll let her on the plane. So I flew without a ticket and flew back without a ticket. Uh, they gave me a ticket when I got there for the next flight home. Um, I'm sure they had some way to track that we had purchased the ticket, but I didn't have any ID to say who I was, so just really crazy. I know that would. this was way before September 11th. So I'm sure, I'm sure that that would never happen today, right? <laughs> I mean, wow. But. Um, I went to this conference and there was one breakout session and it was called How Do You Make Love with Children Wrapped Around Your Knees? And I'm telling you what, I thought, oh, that would be interesting to listen to. I think I should go to that talk. It was standing room only. (laughs) People were out in the hallway listening. They had to put a speaker out in the hallway because there were so many women in the hallway, they couldn't hear. I couldn't believe it. So I guess I think it's a pretty big topic and probably one that we need To talk about. So, how do we do this right, Elizabeth? How can we keep intimacy happening like we get touched and pawed by our kids all day long? How do we do it? And does the Bible actually have anything to say on this topic?
1: Yes, so I'm a firm believer that if something's important to us, we'll make it happen. I know that many moms can talk about how they are so busy that they can't get X, Y, or Z done. I know when I had my first baby, people would always say they didn't have time to shower when they had their first. Well, let me tell you, a daily shower is important to me. <laughs> um, so I never had a day that I didn't have time for a shower. Yeah, yeah. I made it happen even when I had two under one and then three under two. I never once didn't shower. That is a really good point, a good principle in general. Mm-hmm. We make time for what's important to us. Right. So I think intimacy is the same way. The Bible clearly talks about its importance. So while we might not always be feeling that it's the most important thing to us, We need to just speak truth to ourselves. Um, We remind ourselves that it's not just important for our husband but it's important for us and our marriage and then we just make it happen. Yeah and I think um, just on a side note, I do think that there
0: is a benefit to um, having conversations. I think there's times when you're a mom and you're busy and you're tired Mm -hmm. or maybe you physically have some issue going on because Mm -hmm. that does happen. Mm -hmm. You might have to talk about these things with your husband outside of the bedroom Mm -hmm. because I think that is way better And I think it's just a good practice. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have conversations, it just opens up communication, and that really helps, I think. Right. That's just my little side note Mm -hmm. comment. So, okay, you can welcome all the children back into the room (laughs) now, okay? Um, But let's talk about the importance of mothering for a minute because. It is important that we think about this job. It's a really big job. It's really important. I mean, these children are going to grow up someday and live in society, and we kind of need to think about how to do this well. Um, I did want to mention again that we do have this special entire season that we're putting out because we at Unshaken and Christ the Word Church that supports this, this podcast love mothering we think it's important we know that that is a really really important job so don't forget to listen to all of our episodes on mom to mom you'll get a lot more detailed conversation than even elizabeth and i can do today Mm -hmm. in a you know 35 40 minute uh podcast episode but okay so elizabeth let's go really super practical for a minute because i think routines and practical suggestions actually are really important to moms because we're busy we got little kids all over. We got Legos and toys and mm-hmm. poopy diapers and all that kind of stuff. And it's not like we can just spend hours trudging through Pinterest, nor should we actually. Mm-hmm. There's a waste of time there, but, or you know, even asking a whole bunch of women. So let's come up with some, let's do a verbal Pinterest board. Like give me your best things on different topics.
1: Just, just throw them at me. What do you got? Okay, so in the morning, my kids aren't allowed to get out of bed until I tell them they can get up. Usually it's something like seven,
0: nice do do they have a clock in their room
1: no but i thought about now that they could tell time i I had i had a
0: friend who that's how she taught them time Mm -hmm. well they knew seven o'clock because that is exactly what she did they could come
1: out at a certain time yeah yeah so it's important to me that they know how to wait in their beds patiently yeah so they might be awake but they just sit there i don't know talk to each other um next i like to talk through my day with my kids so that they know what's going on what we're going to be doing um even when they're young, I want them to know what work is expected of us and the th- things fun or otherwise that we'll be doing so, that day.
0: So do you have like a schedule for your day or is it like, is it more, like when I had little kids, I didn't have a specific schedule, but I had it based around mealtimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then if it was, we'd always do reading after lunch, for example, right. out
1: loud or, you know, picture books. Yes. So do you have something like that? Um, yeah, so I think as they are getting a little older and I'm I've homeschooling some, we have a little bit more of a schedule during the Like school year but yeah I agree like what we're doing in the morning versus afternoon is more more specific for that okay yeah I take 30 minutes of each day and we have book time this for my kids is crucial in training them to sit quietly during book time they sit and look at books but they may not get up or talk I usually start with somewhere around the age start somewhere around the age of one and a half um, and it works really well so I start when when they're like one and a half, it might be like starting at 15 minutes and bumping up the increments. Mm -hmm. But um, it's amazing how well they can learn to sit at such a young age if they're trained to. One
0: of the things I did when my kids were little is I I did some blanket training. I Mm -hmm. would put a blanket on the floor and I'd give them a few toys, a couple books, and a little cup of Cheerios, and they were to sit there. And that's exactly what they did. They would sit there and they had those things and they had to be quiet. They had enough stuff to keep them. It wasn't like nothing to touch, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was really helpful if I had to make a phone call. You know, if I had to take care of some bills on the table or whatever, I had my, you know, 15, 20 minutes, half hour, and eventually it would turn into
1: an hour. Mm-hmm. And that was a really great, great yeah. training. I think from it, mine started off because I wanted them to be able to sit in church, yeah. and I was tired of, like, getting upset with them for not sitting quietly and realizing, oh, well, I'm not doing this during the week. And time is really important to me also. Um, you might be Me sensing too. a theme about yeah. sleep. Me too. Yeah. I need my naps. <laughs> <laughs> well, in our house, kids nap until they're six. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I All had. of them? Well, let's see. How many of you had crossover to the six age range? Now
1: two. OK, so at year. least two of yeah. them are there. Yeah. But I, that means every afternoon, and it used to be for the you know, first six years of being a yeah. mom, every afternoon I'd have several hours or a couple hours that I would get things that I needed to do done. Yep, that is a good time. Um, so I, it wasn't your nap time.
0: It was your time to get work done. Yeah,
1: yeah, the kids' nap time. Yes. <laughs> um, so it would be either things around the house, Bible studies for church. Now it's like doing stuff with my older kids who are awake. Um, I don't know. The age might vary with other people, but I think that it's really important um, I know people say that their kids just don't nap well, and my Esther, who just turned six, um, she didn't need as much sleep as other kids, but she would go to, to her room and sit quietly in her bed um, until she turned six, and it was good for her. The rest was yeah. good, even if she didn't nap. Okay, so like how long would you typically expect her, your kids to be in their nap time? How long time frame are we thinking? Um, so they normally are in bed like the ones that sleep could be sleeping up to three hours okay wow but usually more like two okay. and so Esther would stay in her room for the whole two hours that the nap time okay great i wouldn't make her like if the others were sleeping long, you know right stay extra okay but.
0: so when my kids were little we would do room time mm-hmm. so even if they crossed over because my, my jacob slept took naps until he was six mm-hmm. but then they gradually, as my kids got older, I wonder if it was the activity in my house, mm-hmm. so, as I had younger kids, they just slept less, yeah, but they always had room time, right, and they would spend time on their bed with books or doing something quiet I mean I didn't even mind if they were off their bed if it was quiet mm-hmm. on the floor playing with you know their little calico critters, mm-hmm. but it gave it did give me that two hours yeah of Away from my kids' time and time to get something done. Yeah, and it refreshes them. Yeah, yeah. it does. It's really good. Okay, what else you got? What about like um, getting out of the house? Like that is a big one. What are your tips for that?
1: Yeah, I think getting out of the house is super important. Um, sometimes you can just all be in there and go crazy because you're just stuck at home. Yeah. Um, so it might be hard to do with little ones in tow, but it can easily turn a day around. Yes. Um, It doesn't have to be elaborate. Just go for a walk or meet a friend at the park. Take a drive. Do something that changes the scenery. Yeah,
0: I think so too. One of my kids and I's favorite thing that we would do is we would... Um, well, we loved to go for walks in our neighborhood when we mm-hmm. lived in a neighborhood, and that was easy because it was free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we would walk and look at houses and talk about things. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I did quite a few times is I would go for drives with my kids and we would go to the store. I would get one box of popsicles, and we would each have a popsicle, <laughs> and we would drive around. and my kids liked that. Mm-hmm. That was so easy yeah, and cheap and fun and it got me out of the ca- how- the car got me out of the got me out of the house. And everybody was buckled into car seats so they couldn't touch each other. (laughs) (laughs) That was good too. So, okay, so what about, like, what about when you're having, what are things that you can do when you're having kind of one of those mundane kind of days? Because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's raining or sometimes you can't get out or maybe you have a kid that's sick. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's times you have kids that are sick. If you have a big family, you might have sickness in your house for three weeks. Right. And you really can't go anywhere.
1: Right, (laughs) right. Yeah. well we like music and dance parties so my kids are constantly asking to turn on you know i don't know is it kids bop i have no idea it's also ridiculous songs but um they really lighten the spirits yeah uh we dance around the living room singing all these ridiculous kids things and belting out let it go and whatever other sure disney i don't know whatever it (laughs) is they know you know know and um It's fun because it's ridiculous, you know, and they like that it brings joy and laughter and we are, I'm enjoying my kids, they're enjoying me and we just have fun together. Yeah, I
0: think that's a really, really good thing to do and it's so easy. Mm -hmm. With Spotify, you can make your own little playlist. I feel so up to date because I can make a playlist now. (laughs) So, but it is really good. Actually, there's playlists already made for yeah. you if you want yeah. one, right? Yep. Okay, so on the podcast we're always talking about how important the Bible is because it should be our central book. It is our source for truth, and actually it's a really good source when it comes to parenting. But you got to actually read it. So, Elizabeth, in the midst of being a busy mom and wife, how do you actually find time to read the Bible? And is it just and how do you find time to pray? Like is that just something that naturally comes to
1: you or do you have to actually purpose to do it? Mm-hmm. So my kids not being a lot of out of bed in the morning before I tell them they can get up um, allows for having time in the morning to read the Bible and makes it easier. OK. Um, now, that doesn't always happen that way. You know, that's no. like I do There are days. Da- so then if it's not happening that, it, if it didn't work out that way, I can use the book time that we do to read the Bible. While my kids are sitting and reading quietly, I can read alongside them. Um, it might not always look the exact same, but the important thing is that we're taking time each day to be in the Word. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been striving to spend more time in prayer throughout my day as well. That's something that's been chal- uh, challenged to me over, like it hasn't always come easily, but over the past years I've been working at it. Um, going to God in different situations in different parts of my days. Um, not just as something to check off my list as having done, but Being in constant conversation. Sure. Um, But I also, like, you know, I mentioned, I always shower. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I often will take the time that I'm in the shower to pray as well.
0: Yeah, because if you make your shower important, Mm -hmm. then you always have that trigger. Right. That time. Yeah, actually, I love those triggers. Um, In my life, I've used those. When I was a young mom, I used those Mm -hmm. a lot because I think it's hard. I think it's hard at any stage of life to take time and purpose to take like an hour or an hour Mm -hmm. and a half to pray i think it's really good to pray as we go throughout our day Mm -hmm. which is what you're saying and i think that's helpful to realize we don't have we don't have to i mean it's great to sit down for a half hour and pray and i tend to try to do that every day Mm -hmm. but if i run out of time i try to pepper it in throughout the day where i Mm -hmm. can shower is a great one because you're right we well, we probably should all shower, <laughs> um, and I wash my dishes every day. Mm-hmm. So for many years, that was when I would pray for my family because they all, that those dishes in that sink reminded me that we had food and we have I have kids, and so that was it. And whenever I blow dry my hair, even to this day, and sometimes I don't blow dry my hair, let yeah. it just you know be natural, <laughs> right, air dry. But if I do, I pray for our president, mm-hmm. which we need to pray for, yeah, like. Right? And that's a great trigger to remember. So I think that's a great thing, a great tip that you just gave us uh, for moms who have little kids. That instead of assuming, and it's good to plan and purpose, but sometimes you just got to jam it in.
1: Yeah, it's not always that like Instagram picture perfect, I'm (laughs) going to
0: fail
1: this time.
0: Yeah, well I think probably mostly it's not like that. (laughs) there's a few times it is because you set
1: it up like that right but in the background it's not like right no
0: yeah you always want to see the other corners of the room on those instagram posts like show me all the house right now yeah (laughs) okay so um you know if you're reading the bible i think there's really a value in teaching our kids the bible so how do you do
1: that in your everyday life yeah so reading the bible each day with um your kids is super important uh they grow up knowing god's word. I also try to apply it practically throughout the day. So often it comes into play when training and disciplining my kids. If one of my children is having a bad attitude, we talk about how a joyful heart is good medicine. If they're being mean to a sibling, we'll discuss that um, love is kind. Yeah. Sorry. I, I no, 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 no. You were going to say something. I was. Yeah, yesterday
0: I was with my, that's funny, my, I was with my daughter and we were looking at, I think it was Hobby Lobby or like mm-hmm. a store like that. And they had a, a poster that says, love is kind. And she said, well, what about all the other parts of that verse? She said, why don't they have one that says, you know, love is not rude. You know, I said, well, I guess love is
1: kind sounds better, but it is a really good thing to yeah. teach your kids. Yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes they say love isn't rude, too. Yeah. But, um, if they're disobeying, I ask them what the Bible says about obedience. And, and they'll tell me that children obey your parents in the Lord. Yeah, This is right. Um... That's probably the most quoted verse yes. from mothers. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, finally, this, this past year, our church set out to memorize Psalm 103 yep. um, with our small groups. And I've memorized chapters of the Bible with my children, like them and I, before. Um, but this time it was different because our whole family did it. And so after Devotions Eve evening, we would work on our verses. Cool. Yeah, so over the course of the school year, my family memorized the 22 verses together. Wow, that's so cool. And you have six kids under seven? Well, now it's six kids, seven and under. Oh, that's right. At the time, it was under seven. Okay. Um, So, on a side note, very young children can memorize the Bible. I'd say all of my kids by the age of two ish, depending on their vocabulary, could memorize to some extent or another that's awesome. it might be just filling in two words out of the verse but like they knew the order that yeah you know
0: and that is yeah that's really a good principle yeah teach them yeah
1: so it was such a blessing to be working towards hiding god's word in our hearts together as our whole family and meditating on the same things being able to apply it talk about it practically day to day um so it's something now that our family's continuing with other chapters
0: to do yeah Yeah, I think that's great. And that's something, I mean, we did, when my kids were growing up, we would often memorize whole passages, Mm -hmm. like maybe not whole chapters. I'm not sure we ever memorized a whole chapter, but a chunk of verses. And um, there is a benefit. That's another thing that hits with the the routines of the day. Mm -hmm. So like you said, after you would eat dinner or do your devotions in the evening, Mm -hmm. then you just had that be part Mm -hmm. of what you did. I think that's really, really important. Okay. Okay. Let me just stop real f- for a minute and put in a little uh, commercial for a ministry called Awana. And um, I'm not sure if your church has an Awana program, but ours does. And if you live anywhere around Toledo, you are welcome to come. If not, look it up online because Awana is a program that helps kids learn me- verses. And it's got some incentives in it. I just think it's a great one, uh, just a really great program. And any kind of a program like that, there are other programs like that that are helpful in learning bible verses and i tell you what one thing that happened to me as my kids did awana is i would help them go over their verse and i learned all those Mm -hmm. verses so i think i should get the timothy award (laughs) because i think i've made it through about three times now so okay so one other big topic when you have small kids is discipline um or are your children perfect maybe Mm, what do you do with
1: discipline (laughs) oh yeah mine are not perfect uh, discipline is hard it's not just hard because you're disciplining your children but because you're disciplining yourself um, yeah we, that is so true <laughs> that is the quote of this
0: entire podcast yes. right there repeat yeah. that Elizabeth yes.
1: yeah. <laughs> so we have we've all heard it before consistency is key but that's hard yeah um, you need to make sure your kids know your expectations and that you're gonna follow through with discipline if they disobey So that means that if you're nursing a baby and something happens, you have to stop and deal with your child. You can't just ignore it. Yeah. Then you can go back to nursing. Or sometimes I discipline them while I'm nursing. But you know, like you have to be in the moment with the kids, not just. Yep. That's why you can't be at the store and say, when we get home. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Your children need to know that if you say you're going to do something, you're going to follow through on your word. This also helps you. If the behavior has been dealt with and there's restoration, then there's not the residual anger, the frustration at the kids misbehaving all day. Yeah, um, it's not like growing and getting larger. Right. Yeah. Right. One Bible verse that I always come back to and find encouraging when I grow weary in disciplining is um, Psalm twenty-nine, seventeen. It says, "Discipline your son, and he will give you rest. He will give delight to your heart." Mm, that's a good verse. Um,
0: you know, Elizabeth, I have watched your kids, and I've observed that they actually really love each other. Like, I see your oldest daughter, like, carrying around little brothers, <laughs> and, you know, around on her hip. And yeah. I know she probably loves to be the mom, kind of, um, mm-hmm. or play the mom, I should mm-hmm. say. But I can tell she really cares for them, and is in, it's important. And so um, how do you help them grow in their relationships with each other? So they're not always like one-upping each other or picking on each other when your back is turned.
1: That's kind of you to say. I think that's something when you're in the moment, it's hard to see sometimes, you know, because you see all your kids fighting in unkindness. But um, this is something I really have wanted for them. I started off with three girls in a row, and I know from when I was younger how unkind and mean little girls
0: can be. Yes, they can.
1: And my prayer for my children since my first baby was born was that they would just be kind. Hmm. So that to their siblings, to friends, to those who don't have friends, to the unlovely, that they would be kind to them. Um, I'm constantly talking to my children about how life is not a competition, how God gave them their siblings to be their best friends, and that they need to show them love. Uh, One time they were really struggling with this, and so we (laughs) memorized um, over the school year, we memorized 1 Corinthians 13 together yep this was a couple years ago and we still refer back to it regularly yeah i think i think that's what my daughter was
0: referring to when i commented about she saw the thing that said love is kind because Mm -hmm. she's like there's so much more in that because we did the same thing i actually taught it to them to a song because and i can still sing it and it is and sometimes i would sing it in my angry voice because i was like i need you
1: guys to love each other it didn't really help that i was angry with them you know so yeah so it's like okay love is patient you're not being patient with your kids but love is not rude comes up a A lot lot, and love does not insist on its own way yes those are big ones
0: those are good that's good it's good to think about how that is something we have to purpose to do with our kids is teach them to love each other Mm -hmm. Um, i often will remind my kids that you will always be brother or sister Mm -hmm. to your siblings uh, the friends you have right now, you, they may not always be in your life. Right. So purpose those relationships. And actually, I have purpose with my brothers and sisters. Um, when we started to all get married, um, back, you know, 25 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, 30 years ago, for some of them, we purpose to get together once a month. And the reason we did that is to keep our relationships together. And we get together once a month, and we've done that for the past 30 That's years. Great. And it has really been good. So now, not only do our kids know each other. Um, know their cousins they know their cousins well Mm -hmm. but I've kept my relationships and they really are still a part of my life Mm -hmm. and so I think that's important to purpose to do I love your examples of that and I think every mother should memorize first Corinthians 13 because (laughs) I fail at that a lot so it's I'm really preaching that to myself when I'm saying love is kind you know Mm -hmm. okay so uh, just a couple more things how do you balance the concept of mothering and being a wife and then also caring for your household laundry dishes, potty training, I could go on and on, and still be involved at church. I mean, cause you talked about how important church is. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you pick what you serve and how do you
1: serve? How do you do that? Well, I do view my primary responsibility to be to my family. God has called me to be a wife and a mother and that is my most important work. If I'm saying yes to every opportunity to serve and I'm involved in every single church activity, the neglect of my duties at home then i'm not doing the work god has called me to do Hmm. Um, i don't want to neglect my kids and i don't want to make them resentful of the church yeah that being said the church is most important in our family's life so we we want our children to love the church and serving um not that they view it as an obligation but something that we get to do it's a privilege um so we don't overcommit ourselves outside the home in extra activities so if we're doing activities usually it is at home or with the church not that the other ones are bad but we're not going to say every kid is doing 15 other things sure and yeah we've got you know soccer and ballet and you know she's in gymnastics and art and whatever you know they might have a couple but we we like to use our free time to be involved in church to build relationships with people in church to serve Yeah.
0: Something you said that you actually didn't say but came out in what you just shared is the idea of having the right attitude about it. Mm -hmm. Because if we're at home and going, oh, we have to do this again. Oh, we have to go to church again and Mm -hmm. we have to help with this event or I signed up to help. And Mm -hmm. then it's going to come off to our kids and they're going to pick that up. Mm -hmm. Even if we are saying we get to go to church today. (laughs) Like your attitude and your response and how you respond is really huge Mm -hmm. and that was a great lesson in what you just said okay so you have been a mother for seven years eight years seven seven years Mm -hmm. and a wife for about that same amount of time Yep, eight Eight years okay I was right I did pretty good on this Uh, what would be your best piece of advice for a new wife or a new mom like you can even give me both of them separate or you can give them to me together
1: um advice okay as a new mom I think every older person on the street will come up to you and say how fast the time goes. Yes, they do. Yeah. I think I've said that to some girls. I think I've made myself old. (laughs) Please. Well, not old, but older. Thank you. Thank you. Um, It can be a comment that's easily brushed off, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, everyone's telling me it. And the days seem to go so very slowly, and they're very long. Well... I just turned 30. I feel like I'm a relatively young mom, yeah. but I'm still going to say that it goes fast. Yep. Yeah. It goes very fast, and God has given us a limited amount of time with our children in our home. So don't squander it. Don't wish the hard stages away. Work hard in both the hard times and the easy, mm-hmm. cause it, because it is a noble calling. And really just enjoy your kids. Yeah. I think those are
0: really really good piece of advice to end with because i am on the older end here and i agree i can i feel like yesterday i brought my first child home Mm -hmm. i mean it feels like yesterday Mm -hmm. and i sat down on my couch and thought now what do i do you know (laughs) and now my oldest son is moved out on his own house full-time job like you know he's like married married living a normal life yeah and my son who's 10 he's my youngest you know, he's going to be entering middle school next fall. Mm-hmm. Middle school. <laughs> and I'm thinking, whoa, I won't have an elementary kid anymore. I won't have to deal with a Awana. I mean, I guess he'll do Awana next year because it goes mm-hmm. up through sixth grade. But, like, soon all those little kid things are going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And we've already kind of don't really have much activity with toys in my house. It's basketball on the driveway. Mm-hmm. So I think you are so right that it goes fast. And we have to be thankful for the time we're in and not wish it away, right? Celebrate the season we're in. Elizabeth, It's really been really good to have you on today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I am really thankful. Would you pray for
1: us today? Sure. Father, thank you for calling us to the role of mothers. I pray that you will give us wisdom in the work with our husbands, that we will um, trust in you in whatever stage of life we're in, um, in our mothering, that we will have faith as we are raising our children, and that you'll give our children faith. In Jesus' Mm name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks today for joining
0: us for this episode. We look forward to next week's episode. Hey, remember, when everything around you is shaking, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time.